begins with this gate drop. Power to the Ground podcast, your source of motocross and supercross news for the fans and by the fans. If you like what we're doing here, share this podcast, give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram, and of course, head over to our website, power2theground.com. Become a member, check out some of the gear that we've got there, and brand new, we are now accepting donations from our loyal fans. So if you like what we're doing here, feel free to jump over to the website. Uh, you can make a $5 donation. It'll go into making our prizes that much better and our content that much better. Um, I will drop a link for our website and the donate page down in the description. Um, and that's it. Let me talk about the website for a second. We've got a lot of new changes. Obviously, the donate is one of them. We also have the Pick'em Challenge. The Pick'em Challenge is awesome. It was done on a whim a couple of weeks ago. Uh, some of the members on the um, the website got to play. It was just a post that we did on the PTTG talk. I just asked them to put their, uh, their uh, picks for the top three. It is now the top five, and the winner with the most points, uh, it is two points for each a rider that you get in their exact position and one point for each rider that you pick in the top five uh, most points wins the prize and we do have a winner for week one of the new pick'em page on the website uh, we will go over that after the break um, and oh man I had a lot of fun if you want to play head over to the website um, and play the pick'em challenge Let's jump into this. I've got a little bit of background noise going because it is, uh, I live on a main road and uh, there's some live music outside. Not really angry about it. Just wanted to let you guys know what the uh, the deal was if you're hearing a little bit of uh, tunage in the background. Let's start it off. We got uh, four, four honorable mentions from the broadcasters this week. Um, the honorable mentions are anytime the broadcasters say the words power to the ground. Uh, I've been keeping a running tally of this for the past couple of weeks. We got four honorable mentions this week. Uh, if I missed one and you happen to hear more than that, feel free to start keeping count for yourself and let me know if I missed one, um, or if I am exaggerating the amount of them, uh, <laughs> Uh, I counted four, though. I counted four. Uh, I didn't count where they were. I should probably do that, like substantiating documentation for when it is that we get a shout-out on the broadcast. But I counted four. Let me know if you counted more or less. And uh, let's jump into talking about the track here. Um, the track at Thunder Valley is consistently one of my favorite tracks in the, in the circuit. I love all of the elevation changing. Um, I love the jumps while in elevation changes. I love the downhills. I just love the track. I love the track. Um, and who else loves the track? Eli Tomac loves the track. Uh, he doesn't live far from there, uh, and I'm sure he's got a lot of experience. He usually does pretty well there in front of his, uh, his home state. Um, but this was a little bit different than normal. Um, the temperatures were a lot lower than these riders usually see. And I think you saw a lot of that in how 
the track um just kind of evolved throughout the day i guess uh there was a lot of uh hard packed dirt underneath and you could see that when uh the riders were taking some of the tighter turns um they would lose traction coming out of the turns uh which is usually the opposite but um there was a lot of uh there's a lot of crazy stuff happening on the the, the track people getting bucked off of their their uh bikes barsha doing superman he was just <laughs> holding on for dear life you know i'm doing barsha things i'm sure he just grabbed a handful of the throttle and it straightened him out um uh Sianzu rulo had a couple of crazy saves uh i made some just notes of some of the crazy saves in the uh uh, in the races, so we'll get to those as we get into it. But that was pretty much the uh, the in essence the the whole track. Um, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch, uh, d definitely do it. It's a great. It's just it's a great track to to watch. Um, like I said, we'll go through the uh, the pick'em results after the break. Uh, we had about twenty entries, which was uh, a success for me. Um, I wasn't expecting that many uh, for first time out, but there, there it is. <laughs> we'll go from there. Um, there, there's a lot of website changes. Um, we added a donate page, which uh, I can talk about. Uh, I probably won't talk about it on the podcast. If you guys like this, go donate. Um, that's about it. If you like what we're doing, go donate. Let's get back into the racing. All right. Before we start going into the motos, there's uh, this is not going to be the last time I talk about this. I love motocross in the fall. Just completely love it. Um, I think the, the AMA should absolutely consider pushing the season back every year from now on. Pushing it back to, uh, to start in August and go to October. I've, there's so many reasons for it. Gives the riders a break. There's better weather. Um, the 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 riders will be able to perform at, at higher levels because of the lower temperatures and the better break. Um, I think people are primed for watching sports more in the fall because of all of the other sports. I think it'll give a better viewership opportunity. There are so, so many different reasons why I think that this sport should be pushed into the fall. Um, uh, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. Uh, should motocross be changed to a late summer into fall sport? Uh, there are a couple of posts. One is on the website. So if you are a member, you can jump over to the website and go to the PTTG Talk page. And you can find um, a post on there that says, uh, should motocross be a fall sport? Also, if you follow us on Facebook, there's a post over there as well that says the same thing. You'll see a beautiful picture of, it's like one of those 3D pictures of a, a dirt bike just sitting in the middle of a road with like fall leaves all around it. And it says, should motocross be a fall sport? I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about that. So please jump over to those places and... Let's talk it out. Let's talk it out. Let's get into 250 Moto 1 at Thunder Valley. Harrison. Harrison gets the whole shot. Um, he didn't have it for very long. McElrath jumped right up to the front. Um, 
uh, a turn, a turn, maybe two into the race. Um, and Ferrandis got a good start again. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ferrandis figured out his starts. Uh, I think the biggest uh, surprise that I had in this race wasn't that Ferrandis got a good start. It was that it was not a Yamaha that took the whole shot, <laughs> um, which just doesn't happen very often anymore. Um, but Ferrandis is, uh, he started out in second on the first lap. Um, J Mart started out um, further back. He's J Mart's got to figure out his starts. He is. He just seems like he's fading. The more the more the season goes on, I don't know if it's it's something physical. I don't I don't know what it is, but he just seems like he's fading. The more this this season goes on, and it looks like Ferrandis is getting stronger, which is why you see the point. the The points are what they are. Uh, J-Mart starts off in seventh, and then, uh, within the first three laps, you had three Yamahas right up front. Oh, well, again, um, you got Ferrandis, McElrath, and Cooper. It's the, uh, the trifecta. Um, I started taking notes about <laughs> the times when these things are happening, too, so I can recount. So, Ferrandis finally, uh, Ferrandis... I shouldn't say finally. Ferrandez made his way up to the front, and that was about 22 minutes into the race. Um, Hampshire goes down for the first time in this moto. Uh, he went down a couple of times. Let's see. I've got him down at 21, and I've got him down at 2.30. Um, one of my notes that I put in here is... Uh, next week when you're watching, or if you haven't watched these races yet and you want to watch... Just look at the colors that you got. There's it's top ten. It's all red and blue. Um, you got Ferrandis going up to the the four fifties next next year. This is it's basically just going to be a, a a competition between Geico Honda and Yamaha next year, and that's really what we've got this year too. It's not going to change next year. There's a lot of young talent. Um. Uh. Cooper Cooper has come into form. He he ended up passing McElrath for second. Um I think a couple more. <laughs> uh, no, never mind. He wasn't gonna catch he wasn't gonna catch Ferrandis. But Cooper was Cooper looked good. Cooper looked good at Thunder Valley. And he usually he did last year too. And they talked about that of quite a bit. Um the Um Lawrence brothers, they had a battle, um, which was nice to see. It was, it's something that I've been looking forward to. Hunter had a good day yesterday. Both of the the Lawrence brothers had a good day, but Hunter especially had a really good day. In fact, Hunter um, messed a lot of you guys up on the pickums on the pickums this week because um, <laughs> of where he fell in the overall. Nobody had Hunter on their list. No, he wasn't even on any of you guys' radar, including mine. Um, Hampshire goes down again. They did the the uh, the Mount Rushmore again in the the um, in the broadcast. And I thought it was interesting to bring this up because they had Ferrandis doing his Mount Rushmore, and uh, he had uh, Stewart, which everybody has. He had Ricky Carmichael, which everybody has, and then he finished off with Hurlings and Cairoli. <laughs> In true European fashion, 
Um, <laughs> which I thought was pretty interesting. I just wanted to make a note of that. I really do enjoy the the Rushmore thing. Um, just uh, to see what a lot of these riders kind of emulate. Um, and then if that was the that was pretty much it for 250 Moto One. You had Ferrandis at number one, Cooper at number two, and McElrath at number three. <sighs> Yamahas, man. Uh, you had Yamaha one through three, and then F Honda was four through seven. There you go. That was your finish for, for 250 Moto One. Like I said, it, this is this is a competition. The, the 250 class is a competition between Honda and Yamaha at this point. It, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, jumping into 450 Moto One's. Um, I didn't, uh, before we jump into the 250 Moto 1, or the 450 Moto 1, uh, I didn't really have much of a problem with any of the broadcasts this week. I think they did a really good job. Um, they had it all together. There wasn't many, there wasn't much dead air or anything like that. Um, for the most part, they had answers when there were questions, except for the clutch problem that Tomac had in Moto 2, but, uh... I wouldn't expect them to give an answer for something like that. And I wouldn't expect Tomac to give an answer for something like that either. It's like, um, you know, a mechanical issue isn't something that they generally answer in uh, the media climate that is motocross and supercross. But anyways, let's jump into 450 Moto 1. AC takes the whole shot. Um... Uh, that was, yeah, that's right. Seven in a row, seven in a row for AC. Um, that's incredible. He definitely has his, uh, his, his whole shots figured out. Um, immediately, as soon as this moto started, uh, I started looking for Tomac, uh, because of the way that he finished in moto two last week, I wanted to make sure that I was keeping tabs of where he was at all times. Cause I had a feeling that uh, Tomac turned on his uh, his his switch last week, and I, for the most part, I'm, I think I was right here. Um, he started moving past. He started moving forward pretty soon, uh, pretty early on in the the uh, moto. I have his first pass on Baggett for fifth at twenty five forty five, and then. Um, then I've got him moving up to fourth past uh, Barsha at 20 minutes. Um, Cianza Rulo was on rails up until probably 18 minutes. He was running like two seconds a lap faster than everybody else. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everybody else started picking up the pace and he fell off the pace a little bit. Um, there was another crazy save by Cianza Rulo. Um, his feet just came off the pegs and he's like sideways and somehow gathered it together and did not go down. That was yet another one of the crazy saves. Um, Barsha had an easy, an even crazier save. Uh, not, not long after that, he was coming off the face of a, of a hill completely sideways. Um, no, I can't remember which one that was. Barsha had two saves. Barsha had one where he went Superman. And he, the only way he was even in contact with his bike was his hands on the on the handlebars. And he somehow managed not to go down. He just grabbed the throttle and the bike pulled him forward back onto his bike. And he, uh, 
he ended up not going down. The second one that he had, I believe, was in Moto 2, and I'm not sure I made a note of that one, but <laughs> this definitely deserved a, a note. He was coming off the backside of a jump. Um, I think it was one of the hills where it's just it it just came down, and uh, he just lost his rear wheel coming over coming over the edge. He just lost uh, traction, and his bike went sideways, like completely sideways on the face of the hill coming down and somehow he managed to straighten it out like a complete 90 degree complete 90 degree from where he needed to be <laughs> and somehow he ended up he ended up pulling it together that was crazy there was some crazy crazy saves that we saw over this weekend at thunder valley um then uh at six minutes uh, six minutes, Tomac passes Osborne, and then um, uh, he takes third. And um, that pretty much settled in. Yeah, that settled in everybody. I uh, Osborne didn't really put in put up much of a fight on Tomac after that. Tomac, though, with two laps left, put in the lap of the the fastest lap of the moto. He ran a two hundred nine. Everybody else was running like two twelves, two thirteens. Um. That was incredible. Uh, again, Tomac definitely flipped a switch, and I wanted to make sure that I was making a note of where he was at all times during this moto so that I could uh, uh, talk about it on here. Because Papa Tomac, Papa Tomac is, uh, I think he's coming back into form. I think he's, the baby has started to allow him to get sleep at night or he's away from the baby and now he's allowed to get sleep at night. I don't know what it is, but dude has turned it around. Um, I'm starting to see less pictures of him holding his baby than I was a couple of weeks ago on uh, social media. So, um, yeah, good or bad, good or bad. Uh, you know, it definitely has an effect on his performance. So after, uh, after the season's over, I'm certain he's not going to talk about it right now. But I'm uh, hopefully after the season's over, somebody asks him to, uh, asks him about being a new father and uh, what that what role that played in um, him ha him struggling for the first part of the season. I'd be I'd be curious to see what uh, what and if any effect had on his performance. So that is it for the Moto Ones. We'll be back for the Pick'em Challenge winners and the Moto Twos right after this. All, let's go into the Pick'em Challenge winners. I've actually got all of the results here right in front of me. So I just want to go through just a little bit. We'll talk about, before, before I give the winner, I want to talk about some of the stuff that I saw in here. Um, one Hunter Lawrence screwed everybody up. <laughs> he messed up everybody. Um, so I'll go through my picks, uh, cause I don't want to out anybody here. So I'll, I'll embarrass myself and it's not so embarrassing cause I was only one point off of the winner. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, so my number one pick for the week, surprise, surprise, for the 250s was Dylan Ferrandis. Um, Ferrandis obviously ended up number two, so I only got one point for him. Uh, my number two pick for 
the two fifties was Justin Cooper. Um, which obviously I, I, I've swapped those two guys. Shame on me. <laughs> so there's, there's two points there. I had J Mart for number three, hit that one dead on. I had RJ Hampshire for number four. Hey man, he didn't even make the top five. So missed it on that one. And then I had uh, Amart for top five because I was hoping he would be pushing to get his his, uh, his third in the point standings because he's got a big bonus on the line. But uh, Amart let me down. Um, then jumping into our 250s, I had Eli. I had to take Eli for number one. I got the two points on that one because that's where he finished. I had Osborne in the number two spot. Um, I only got one point for that because Cianci Rulo took the the number two spot. And then I had Cianci Rulo in the number three spot. I swapped those two. I had Sexton in the number three spot. Or, I'm sorry, in the number four spot. I hit that one dead on. And then I had Moosecan for the number five spot. And he didn't even hit the top five. So there you had it. I had Ferrandis, Cooper, Martin, Hampshire, Martin for my 250s. I got four points out of that. And then I had Tomac, Osborne, Cianci Rulo, Sexton, Muscan for my 450s. And I ended up with six points out of that, giving me a total of 10. And uh, that's the way the point structure goes. So if you guys are listening to this and you want to keep track, uh, if you do the pick them, you'll get an email that gives you all of your picks. You can print them out or just write them down to whatever you want to do. And when you're watching the races, you can uh, you can use that point structure to figure out what yours is. So you can uh, brag to your buddies and brag to anybody. But, you know share it on social media, do whatever, do whatever you want to do. I think this is pretty fun. I hope you guys are having fun with this. Um, so that's what I got 10 points, but let's get into the winner. We had for our winner for this week, Martin Flores. So Martin, if you are listening to this, um, you can go over to the website and you can message me and I will let you know how to, uh, how to get your, your prize and the prize for this week is going to be um thinking I'm going to do a hat again. We'll do a hat again for this week. And then uh, I'll decide what we're going to do for the prize next week and I'll put that up actually on the website so you guys can see what it is you're competing for. Um so Martin, if you're uh if you're listening to this, uh give me a shout on the website. You can go ahead and just hit the chat and uh and message me. If I don't hear from you by Wednesday, I'll send you an email. I've got your email um, through your submission. I'll send you an email and I'll give you your coupon code so you can go ahead and grab your free hat. Um, let's go through Martin's uh, through Martin's picks. I think that'd be pretty fun. So uh, Martin got four four picks dead on four out of the ten. Uh, his 250s went as follows. He picked Cooper, number one. He picked Ferrandis, number two. Hit both of those dead on. He got Martin for uh, J-Mart for number three. Totally understandable. Um, he got one point for that one. And then he had RJ Hampshire and Alex Martin to round out his top five. And neither one of them made the top five. So, boom. 
There you go. For his 250s, he totals five points. Um, Is that five points? Yeah. Two, two, five. Got it. All right. Then for 450, we've got Tomac. Hit that one dead on. Hang on. Yeah. Tomac dead on. Osborne for his number two spot. Siansu Rulo for his number three spot. Uh, flip those, obviously. Then he had Sexton for the number four. He hit that one dead on. And then he had Muskan for his number five spot. Giving him six points total in the 450 class. Five plus six is 11. That is his total. He beat me by one. Congratulations, Martin. Go ahead. Like I said, hit me up on the website or I will send you an email. We'll get you your hat. Let's move into the 450, or sorry, the Moto 2s. That's the way we're doing it. We're going to go into the 250s first. 250 Moto 2. Cooper takes a whole shot. What a surprise. Another Yamaha taking the whole shot. Um, I started taking note of where the uh, the top contenders were in this, uh, this Moto, just because that's important for championship standings. Uh, J-Mart started out in fourth. He got a good start, finally. Ferrandis had a bad start. He started out around the 14th position. Um, Ferrandis starts making his way through the pack, and he finds himself up behind uh, Hunter Lawrence, who is trying to make his way around the most interesting man in the world, Hartenraft. And, man, Hunter, Hunter was getting impatient behind Hartenraft and Hartenraft just did not want to let Hunter buy him. They're going over a jump and Hartenraft just absolutely pinches Hunter to the far outside of this jump and Ferrandis was just going for it, man. He was just he had no intention of staying behind these two guys. But because it got pinched, Ferrandis was on his way to the to make a move on the outside of that jump and when Hardenraft pinched Hunter over to the side. They completely took Ferrandis' line away, and he actually ended up jumping off the track, and uh, he lost a lot of his momentum going forward at that point. Um, and then he had to he had to start all over again. Basically, he dropped. He went from fourth fourteenth up to sixth. Then he dropped to ninth after that. Um, Cooper was up in first. He he just. He, he took the whole shot. He stayed there the whole time. J-Mart finally found his way up to uh, to Cooper. He made his way around um, uh, McElrath, I, be, I believe, to get up there. And um, they started battling, and it was a long it was a long battle. I have it here. They start. Uh, J-Mart got up to his wheel somewhere around twelve thirty, and um, J-Mart was just adam until about three minutes so it was like nine and a half minutes worth of cooper just fending uh jeremy martin off um hunter hunter lawrence who uh <laughs> took ferrandis off the track earlier he made his way up to third and uh and he actually he stayed in front of ferrandis for quite a while um no, no. Well, he he stayed in front of Ferrandis until he got to third. Once he got into third, Ferrandis made his way around him. Uh, that was about three to go. Ferrandis jumped up to, to third. And then uh, 
that was pretty much the end of it. It was uh, um, Cooper, J-Mart, and Ferrandis, the, the top three for that moto. Uh, Hunter fell um, off the podium. He, he had it for a second. I thought the way he was staying in front of Ferrandis on his way up there, though, I thought he might pull something off. Hunter, Hunter just impressed me this weekend. Um, even, even when his brother got up to his rear wheel, he was able to stay in front of him. Um, I'm excited. I love watching both of the Lawrence brothers, but I, I like seeing Hunter, um, do his thing. Uh, that there's just a lot of promise in the future with the two of these, these brothers coming through here. The top 10 for the two fifties were all Yamaha and Hondas with the exception of one orange bike and one green bike. That was it. That was that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Going forward, this is what we've got. We've got uh we've got a competition between Honda and Yamaha. It's just whoever <laughs> whoever whoever gets on a Honda or Yamaha, that's that's uh that's what we got. Um so to wrap up the two fifties, uh we had Cooper who took a 2-1. He took the number one overall. We had Ferrandis who had a 1-3. He got a second overall. We had Jeremy Martin with a 4-2. He took a third overall. McElrath with a 3-5 with a fourth overall. Hunter Lawrence with a 5-4 took the fifth overall. And Jet with an honorable mention. He took a 6-6 to get the sixth overall. I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, one through six on the overalls were represented as one through six in both Moto One and Moto Two. Um, I don't know why I thought that was interesting. I just thought it was interesting, and I thought I'd mention it. Um, before we went into the uh, the 450 Moto Two, um, they they did an update with Cooper Webb. Where they were, he was just kind of talking about his rehab and where he is as far as getting back on a bike, um, and it was good to hear from him. Uh, there's, you know, Webb and Roxon not being in the 450s definitely kind of it it just left opportunities open, especially since Tomac wasn't on his game for the first I don't know what is it three quarters of the season. Um, it just less, left a lot of opportunities out there, but it was good to hear from Cooper Webb. It sounds like he's going to be back on a bike in the next three weeks or so and uh, moving towards doing some training for the 2021 Supercross season. Um, good to hear from him, but let's jump into 450 Moto2. 450 Moto2, Muscan takes the whole shot. Um. And then, uh, why did I say that? Mooskin to, to four. Oh, oh, gotcha. He took the whole shot and then he, he, he that's, I read this wrong. My note was written really weird. Um, Mooskin go, he drops back to fourth in the first lap. Uh, he had like, he had Tomac. Oh, then we had, uh, Tomac starts in, um, fifth goes to third in two corners with 27 minutes left, uh, three minutes into the moto. Um, Tomac was on it, absolutely on it for moto two. Um, he passed Osborne with 20 minutes to go up to second. And then with 18 minutes to go, he makes the pass on Sianzurulo, which sealed the deal for the rest of it. Um, 
one thing that they talked about with Ciancio Rulo was uh, his mindset. Um, and I wanted to talk about this because this is something that my dad has actually preached to me in in regards to competition and really anything where you just need to get your mind right in order to perform. Um, Ciancio Rulo has a, a conversation with his trainer on a regular basis and he he's adopted a business as usual mindset. Um, I, I thought that that was uh, an important thing to, to note, especially because he's a young rider and I like to hear when they, when they are uh, adopting these mindsets that's helping them perform. And dad, I just wanted to give you a shout out on this one um, because obviously, <laughs> obviously, this is something that you've said to me over and over again. I wanted to give you an honorable mention on this one. Business as usual. Business as usual. Um, seven minutes left in this moto. Tomac has a clutch problem. <laughs> he all of a sudden, it, it, I, he dropped like he dropped like six seconds off of his pace at that point. Cianciarulo fi finds his rear tire almost immediately upon uh, everybody recognizing that Tomac has a problem. He just starts banging on his clutch lever. Um, we don't. We don't know what happened. He just said that it fixed itself. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, the broadcasters were coming up with some crackpot conspiracy theories. They were like, "Did Tomac just be his own mechanic on the on the racetrack? Did he just fix his bike while riding?" No, I, it's, I, there was some sort of a clutch issue. That's clear. He was banging on his his uh, clutch lever. It was it, it, in a it was probably just down to positioning. His his clutch lever probably just slipped. That's really what it was. I haven't looked back at the clip. I haven't looked at anything zoomed in, but it looked like it just fell out of position. He had to bang it to get it back into place, and then he was fine after that. He he opened up his gap right after that. Um, Osborne caught back up to Sanciarulo, um, with four minutes to go. Osborne Osborne looked like he was he was gonna head to the front for a little bit there. Um, but he, uh, he only made it up to the second place position. Um, and the, really the only reason he made it up to the second place position is because Sansurulo made a huge mistake. Um, and, uh, it, it allowed Osborne to get past him. And then Sansurulo made an even bigger mistake after that when he was trying to get the pass back on Osborne he just absolutely overcommitted he was trying to make a block pass and um he just flew i mean luckily he hit his brakes otherwise he there who knows what would have happened but he he hit his brakes he went over the berm going into a turn off of the track he went down the outside of the berm off of the track and then made his way back on luckily he didn't lose any spots Luckily for him, he didn't lose any spots, um, but that was absolutely an overcommitment um, and a couple of mistakes that cost him that number two spot, um, which was a that was a four point swing, four point swing in the points. That's big. That's big. This especially this late, if he you know he wants to make the he wants to make a push, he's got to he's got to minimal uh, minimize those uh, those mistakes. Um. 
And that was really it for 450 Moto 2. You had a finish of Tomac in the number one spot, Osborne in the number two spot, and Ciancio Rulo in the number three spot. The overalls go Tomac in the number one spot with a 3-1, Ciancio Rulo in the number two spot with a 1-3. Osborne took the three spot with a 4-2. Sexton in fourth with a 2-5. And Craig, Christian Craig in the number five spot with a 7-4. Absolutely out of nowhere. Um, so let's go into the point standings. Let's talk about the point standings. Um, in the 250 class, uh, I think I said this last week, and I think I said it the week before. That this is based. What you're looking at is basically, I think, what you're going to get. You're going to get a Ferrandis Osborne uh, championship here. But you've got in the uh, the 250 class, you've got Ferrandis in the number one spot with 332 points. Jeremy Martin, who is just falling off, um, he just can't he can't seem to get it together to to make a dent in this this uh, this point difference here. Uh, he's twenty points back, so there is a chance next week that he could. But I mean, uh, Ferrandis would really have to mess up. McElrath in number three spot, he is ninety four points back, and then five points back. From McElrath in the uh, 99 points back from the number one spot is Amart. Now Amart's got a bonus on the line for the number three spot, so uh, he's got some work to do. He's definitely got some work to do, um, especially since Cooper, who is come on late in the season, is only seven points behind him. So Amart's got some work to do. Otherwise, he's gonna find himself. Uh, uh, Otherwise, he, I mean, he might find himself outside of the top five because he's got Hampshire 16 points back and Jet 18 points back. So he's got three riders within 18 points of him. And based off of his performance this past week, uh, he's going to lose all of those spots next week if he continue, if he uh, he performs like he did this week. So that's your 250 class for the championships uh, points. For the 450s, you've got Osborne in the number one spot with 325. Ciancerulo in the number two spot is 24 points down. Again, unless something catastrophic happens to Osborne, um, he's probably going to wrap this one up and take the the red number one plate going into next season. You have Muscan in the number three spot. He's he's pretty much out of it. With He's negative uh, 42 points. Um, Tomac pushed his way up to the number four spot. Uh, no, he was in the number four spot last week too. Uh, but he's 47 points down. Sexton is 80 points down. Barsha 91 points down and Baggett 93 points down. Uh, Baggett did not race in, uh, Moto2. I didn't quite see why he didn't race in Moto2, but, uh, Savachi and Baggett were both out. So that does it for your Thunder Valley recap. So, um, yeah, that was some good racing. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, I had a lot of fun counting up my points on the Pick'ems. So if you guys want to play your Pick'ems, head over to the website, go to the Pick'em page, make your picks, make sure you get them in before the 250 Moto 1 next week. Um... It is free. It's free to play. Free prizes. 
there's really no reason not to do it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, play with your buddies. Tell them about it. Um, go over to the website. Become a member. That's free as well. And like I said earlier in the podcast, if you like what we're doing here, please donate. There's a donate page over there. All you got to do is click the button and uh, fill out some of the information. And all of that money goes directly back into the podcast. It makes the prizes for the Pick'em Challenge better and better and better. So the more you donate, the better the prizes that you guys win, the better the content gets, and uh, the more listeners that we can reach and the better we can make this podcast and this sport in general. So thank you guys. Thank you for playing the Pick'ems. Thank you for everybody who's a member on the website already who interacts with me and hangs out with me and messages me on the website. Um, Just thank you guys. I have a lot of fun doing this and I hope you have as much fun as I'm having. And I will see you guys next week for the Paula races. So uh, that does it for this week. I will see you guys next week. Peace.